Hello and welcome to the Norwegian edition of the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectabet, I'm delighted to be joined for a special edition of the Norwegian podcast by Greg Brown and our resident Norwegian football expert David Weatherston. How's it going guys? Yeah, I'm good, good, thank you. Good, good. And with the reason we're recording this special edition of the podcast is that we have reached, sadly, the final round of fixtures in Norway. There are some games on Tuesday night which will complete the season and we thought it would be worthwhile just having a wee look ahead to those games. But also, a wee look back at this, the season um, and what's happened in Norway, how good it's been for us from a from a betting point of view. And also, David, uh, obviously have to discuss the tremendous season that Bodo Glimt have had and how they have become the punter's pal in the last, what, <laughs> six or seven months? Yeah, I um, actually was looking for them to, to have a wee bet on for tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> I was really there. missing them. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they played They played at the weekend. The Them, Viking, Molde and Sarsborg all played because their games didn't really mean much. They got the opportunity to move them forward. Um, we were still catching up in games due to COVID, so that's why we couldn't play all the games at the weekend. So now, 22nd December, we're going to finally finish the 30 league season. So yeah, it's been a long one, but it's uh, it's been really enjoyable for me personally, getting into the Norwegian football for the first time, and yeah, obviously coming on here, it's been enjoyable talking about it and try to win some money off it. Yeah, it's been a pleasure to have you, and as I said, uh, Glint have been incredible this season. Some of the stats, I think they've rewritten the record book in Norway, haven't they? Yeah, basically. Um, 103 goals, I think it was something like 16 ahead of the old record. Um, 83 points in a 30-game season. Mm-hmm. Just, just on that just point then, just incredible. on that point, it's quiz time. Oh, already? <laughs> Over the last, what, five or six seasons, how many points would typically win the league, usually? So what have Glimt got? 81, I think. 83, I think. 83? Uh, 81. 81. 81, OK. Yeah. Right. Uh, so I would say probably 70 would win the league. Yeah, 70 woods, but I think 68, 67 maybe has been winning. So, last season, 68 points. Yeah. 2018, 69. Wow. 2017-69. 2015-69. 2015-69. And 2014 was only 58. So, today's 81 points just shows you how far away they have been from everyone else. Yeah, some achievement. And just from a betting point of view, I'd kind of dug out some stats in terms of the games and typical betting markets. So 21 of 30 gleamed league games, seen both teams score. 28 of 30, seen over two and a half goals. Gleamed themselves, scored in every single game. Not only did they score in every game, they scored two or more in every single game and scored three or more in 20 quite, quite upset, out of 30. To have lost that match against Mulder. I'm sure they're not that upset, but yeah. No, but I think in that, I think that match itself as well, wasn't it? I don't think they were fully prepared for that game. I can't remember yeah, why, but they were under. They were def- They had a wee injury crisis. Um, yeah. I think it was coming off the back of a European game as well. Um, and yeah, it was just, just Molde are a good team. There's no denying that Molde, they've really finished the season strongly, which suggests next year could. Um, could be back to Molde being the team to beat, given that Glint uh, could lose a few of their stars. When you look at their points total anyway, 62 points I think Molde have. 
yeah, or or, or earned the season. So they weren't that far away from a typical championship points total. Yeah, no. I guess not. They've just been yeah. blown they... away by the best team in Europe this season. Yeah, <laughs> and I guess to, to underline that the fact that Molde have actually done pretty well in the Europa League as well. They now face Hoffenheim in February. David, um, yeah, having, having qualified well from their group. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's the first time they've ever qualified for the sort of final stages of a European competition. And yeah, it's it's, it's going to be a tough game. There's no doubt about it. They've not got a uh, they've not got a competitive game from now until they'll be playing against Hoffenheim. Um, obviously the Bundesliga will be going on throughout the winter, so they've got a couple of months really to hard. prepare and they usually they'll go away to Spain and do preparation, but whether that will be possible or not uh, this year is uh, remains to be seen. So I wouldn't imagine there'll be many teams across European football travelling anywhere. No. Um, so yeah, it'll be, it'll be tough for them, very tough, but really great to get through a group which contained Arsenal who ran away with it, but yeah. To beat Rapid Vienna at home and um, draw with them away. They lost a late goal to draw. They were ahead twice in the game. It's a really impressive performance. and um, It's a really good squad. They just, as Greg said, been outclassed by a team which has completely blown everyone away mm-hmm. um, this year. And not to um, pat ourselves on the back, but I think making a decision in June to focus on this league, I think it's paid off. I think yeah. it's paid off really well. Um, and I'm not teaching people to suck eggs here, but I think taking that time to focus on one or two leagues certainly helps. So we've allowed ourselves, especially me and you, Paul, to look at this league, um, get to know the players, get to know the teams. Obviously, David's up there watching the games every week. But I think for us, it certainly helped us. Um, so I think looking forward to the next season, and we'll do exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. and the league returns in March, David? Yeah, it's usually the end of March, sort of last weekend in March. Um or the first weekend in April, but yeah, it's, I've never really watched like properly as much football as I've watched in the Norwegian uh, league this year. Like I've obviously watched football my whole life, but I've never sort of watched it and analysed it like I have <laughs> this year in the Norwegian league. And it's uh, I've, yeah, it's been really enjoyable and already thinking about um, which players well, are going to step um... up next year. Bore a glimpse to score both halves next season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, already worried about who they're going to lose, and uh, but excited as well because I think, I mean, they've got a bit of money for for qualifying for the Champions League. I think they'll get a bit of money from a couple of sales uh, sales. Obviously, they get five million euros for Hauge, uh, who's doing the business at AC. I can't believe that's all he went for was five million euros. Yeah, scandalous, isn't it? Absolutely uh, scandalous. So yeah. I mean, uh, it's going to be interesting to see who they bring in because I think they could. I think it's given them a platform to build on. This is their first ever title. Now they have a platform to build, a bit of money to build that they can hopefully challenge. Um, let's not forget, it's not, a, for... it's not a one-hit wonder. They finished second last season, so they have been knocking on the door to yeah. to do well and to finish second last season, win this season so comfortably, and do so well. And obviously next season, like you say, if they can maintain some of their what household names now they'll be looking to maintain that next season yeah I mean they sold their best player last winter so it didn't affect them um, let's see they've sold their they're, they're going to probably they've already sold Hauge they're probably going to lose two maybe three of their other top players so. Junker Junker Senker Nagel possibly Berg and uh, we'll see hopefully they don't lose too many because I, I really want to watch them he's next year. to say 
<laughs> yeah, I'd say that's probably been our biggest learning curve in Norway, Greg, is uh, David trying to teach us some pronunciation. No, I think we've done well in the team names. Eventually, <laughs> well. yeah, eventually. Well, to be fair, that's for David to decide, not us. <laughs> and he's obviously not saying anything with the sounds of it, so I think we should just leave it at that. Uh, okay, so been a fantastic season all round. We're now approaching the, the last innings, really. We've got six games on Tuesday, um, and we had a pre-podcast discussion about these games, and there's not an awful lot to get excited about in terms of the betting, is there? Well, I think I'll leave it up to David, but his words to me were, and I, tweet, <laughs> or, or, or I watched that message earlier on, <laughs> the prices are absolutely shocking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I always seem to be able to find some value uh, throughout the whole year in something, like whether it's a result or goals or something, but God, I just, just even like, like New and Dallin, who never score, rarely win. That's <laughs> it. I know they're playing all this soon, but the odds are absolutely shocking. And Rosenborg going away from home, nearly one to two. So yeah, I guess I mean, what, there's there's four games that, that matter, isn't there? So yeah, yeah. you've got following us sitting in third place. If they beat Start, they'll finish third. Start themselves are involved in a relegation battle with me on Darren. So if Start can get a draw, they will stay up. No, sorry, they'll they'll stay in the playoff spot for the relegation playoff spot. Yeah. If, and obviously Mion Dallin have to be Olesund to have a chance of escaping automatic relegation and overtaking start to finish third bottom and that'll put them in the playoff spot and finally yeah. Christian Sund have an outside chance of overtaking Rosenborg to finish fourth. So there's four key games but I think you just said David some of the prices are absolutely appalling they're so yeah. short. Yeah too short to even look at and even when you try and find some value, you're kind of you're not even you're not even thinking it's a good bet. You're just trying to find value. So like like Christensen, for example, with their like half time full time, it's around even money, but they've not really been playing well enough to, yeah, to justify yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But this is a betting podcast, so we've got a few bets lined up. <laughs> I think David, you're probably likely to put more stuff on your blog at some point before kick off tomorrow, are you? Yeah, I have written the blog. I've just not put any bets on it yet because <laughs> because it's been difficult to find prices. But yeah, I mean, there's no point in putting a blog out without any on it. So I will try uh, try and find something. Um, but yeah, I'll try and give some insight into the games that we discuss. Yeah, always a good read. Um, if you're not familiar with David's blog, then you should definitely visit it. It's at likeaweatherstone.blogspot.com. Um, definitely worth a visit and a quick read before every match day um, where he previews loads of games there Greg, you do have a bet for Tuesday I do, I had to dig deep as well I think looking at the fixtures this match stood out a mile pretty much, obviously volunteering if you start, both sides needing to get a result start probably know that Mion Dallin should beat Olsen given the fact that Olsen have collected 11 points this season and Mion Dallin are at home, mm-hmm. you'd fully expect Mion Dallin to win. But I think they'll win, I wouldn't imagine, by much. So there's three points separating Start and Mion Dallin. And I think there's a four-goal difference between the two. Yeah, so that's, you need that's a 4 Depending on both results. So Start have to go to Valorenga really and be quite positive. They can't sit back and hope Mion Dallin step up because I don't think they will. And Valorang obviously want to finish third. 
So I think for this match, no surprises really. The team corner market's been really good to us this season across all leagues, but especially in Norway. And I think start we've probably backed them quite a few times this season. And I'll probably explain why in, in a second. But when you look at Start's corner stats, very, very impressive. They have hit five or more corners now in 11 of their last 12 games. So I'll just rattle off the last 12 games. You're talking 8, 6, 5, 8, 6, 10, 4, 5, 3, 6, 5 and 7. So some pretty good numbers in there. Yeah. Um, they've hit so far. And it's a match. They really need to get a draw in. So ideally in this match for us, Voller will take the lead. And if that happens, then Stark should attack. Obviously, I don't see Stark play much, but obviously they do attack through the wings, I think. And I think, David, obviously you've watched them a few times this season. And sitting back really isn't their thing, is it? No. Um, earlier in the season, no. <laughs> earlier in the season they, had, um, they did try a bit of that. Um, but it wasn't working for them. And more recently, I've watched them. They're not, not a bad side. Like They do get forward. And uh, create a lot of chances recently. Um, the game against Bode Green, they probably gave Bode Green the best game anyone's given them all season. Um, just a few weeks ago, it was 1 1. Um, they've got good attacking players, far better than they've got defensive players, I think. And yeah, they need they need the result, so they've absolutely got no reason to sit in. So, obviously, was... yeah, sorry. On you go, on sorry. You go. Yeah, of all the ring, obviously one of two unbeaten teams at home all season, so it's not an easy place to go. Uh, of they, they drew at Viking 2-2 last week. They lost two late goals after being 2-0 up. But they will, they will want to keep the home record intact. Um, they want to finish the season strong uh, with a win. Um, so it's tough for start to go there, but I don't see them sitting in. So I think the corner market is uh, definitely something to look at. Yeah, again, though, obviously, typically you'd find Start, given their position of, what, third bottom, away to a side sitting third top, you'd normally get four-plus corners here, um, but they're taking no chances here. So the bookies at the moment have Start placed up at four to seven for four or more corners, and they're six to five to hit five. So I'm going to take the risk here and take Start to deliver five or more corners at six to five, and that's with Skybet. And I think if you look across the recent games, they hit six at odd, eight at Viking, and they hit five against Bode Glimt. So everything stacks up in terms of starts, performances, corner-wise, and I think the importance of this game as well. Hopefully, Volering will take a lead. That would be ideal. Um, don't want to start taking the lead here, but I think they can hit five corners at 65. Yep, looks worth a point when I... On a night where there isn't much value around. Um, David, I was going to ask about Rosenborg. They are 8 to 13 or thereabouts to win at Sandy Fjord. Yeah. Is that a bit too short for you? Yeah, uh, definitely is. Although the although Rosenborg do need a result to confirm a European slot, and it's easy to look at Sandy Fjord and think that um, they've got nothing to play for. What I will say is uh, Marte Cifuentes the Spanish Sandefjord coach who's been very, very successful with them. Obviously got them promoted last year, kept them up this year against the odds. Um, he's leaving, so this is his last home game okay. uh, for Sandefjord. So they, they won't want to let him down. Um, there's quite a few Spaniards in the team. Um, they, they'll be keen to make sure that his last home game isn't a, 
a bad loss. So mm-hmm. I just don't think that it's, I mean, it's just not worth backing the price. It's 4-7 for Rosenborg, considering their form hasn't been great. Um, yeah, they've, they've, last week they beat Mewendalen 1-0, or two weeks ago they beat Mewendalen 1-0. It's a 95th minute winner from uh, Zachariasen. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's really tough to back them. Um, so I had, I had looked at this match initially um, on the corner markets, obviously. Um, Rosenberg are obviously the corner kings of Norway. They deliver the most corners at home, most away. They're hitting 7.14 corners away from home. So you're getting five to six for Rosenberg to hit six or more corners. Six or more is a lot, and it's not normally a total I'd go for. But Skybet took that out of my hands anyway. As I was writing this up tonight, this afternoon, um, that dropped from five to six down to four to seven. So six corners. On six corners, yeah, which is just a discretion. <laughs> yeah. So the, yeah. easy decision, no bet. Yeah, I just looked at it because it's a fixture that Rosenberg have got a really good record in. Um, I think they've won nine of the last ten against uh, Sandy Fjord. But when you look at Rosenberg's away form this season, it's been pretty poor. They've only won five out of 14 on the road, um, mm. which just isn't good enough. Yeah, it's the reason why they're <coughs> the yeah. reason why they're pushing they're really are. or struggling. Yeah. yeah, struggling to get a European slot and not anywhere near Molde and uh, well. Miles behind Glint, what, ten, yep. something like 10 wins behind Glint, maybe. A million, a million <laughs> points behind Glint. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you also, David, were talking pre-podcast about the Christiansen v Haugesen game and just how ridiculous the prices were on the goalscorer market, especially <laughs> for, for Pellegrino. Yeah, so it's been a really interesting and exciting golden boot race in Norway this year. Quite, um, It's quite uncommon that you'll get sort of one guy hitting over, well not that uncommon you'll get one guy over hitting over 20 goals but two guys to be doing it but not just that they've both hit over 25 goals mm-hmm. in this uh, 30 league season but um, Kasper Juncker went into the game on Saturday against Viking level with Pellegrino knowing that he could put a bit of pressure on uh, Pellegrino for the golden boot and he scored two so Pellegrino comes into this game knowing he needs a hat-trick now to win the, the golden boot for the season um, two would draw him level, but Juncker's played fewer games, so um, Juncker would take the trophy, or if there is a trophy. But um, Pellegrino is priced at four to eleven, I believe, to score any time, which is just insane. He doesn't even play striker. I know he scores a lot of goals, but he plays left wing. It's like, do you think anybody actually makes any money? Out of I, I mean. <laughs> I don't. I mean, it's just absolutely insane. I've never seen a, sh- a shorter price unless it's Ronaldo or Messi. And it's Amal Pellegrino. So, yeah, uh, really disappointed with that um, that price because I thought he's, he's obviously going to be desperate to score. That game, I think, it could be a game to look at the goals, overall goals, just because how you soon they've got nothing to play for. They'll not sit in and defend. There's no point. Christensen need a win to give, have any chance of a European spot. Pellegrino's going for goals. Um, it just doesn't make sense that it's going to be a low-scoring one, so I think the goal market in that one could be definitely one to look at, but, um, yeah, Pellegrino to score is not one to look at with the price. 
That is a wonderful setup for our next bet, David. Well done. Um, Greg, it's the last round of fixtures and I've known you long enough to know that this is always a round of games where you look to the goals markets. Quite simply, any last fixture list, any country, back over 2.5 goals. Even in France, even in Portugal, <laughs> even in Uganda, who probably see about 1.2 goals per match. Um, you do tend to find the last game of the season opens up lots of stuff to play for. Uh, I don't have any stats on it, but I'm fairly certain any anorak's out there could tell me that the last game of fixtures produces more goals normally than any other week. Yeah, we've put this call out in the podcast before, I think, haven't we? We're, we're just yeah, too, late, too lazy it. to do it ourselves. I've done my but they can do theirs for a change. <laughs> yeah, uh, so yeah, if you're out there and listening and have some spare time in your hands over the Christmas period, please let us know <laughs> any research that you have in terms of the number of goals that are scored in any division. Um, the last so there's six matches. Tuesday, um, just a shade above 10 to 1, which is, to be fair, pretty rubbish. But I think it's probably got a chance. I don't think it'll be far away. So I, w- I wouldn't advise against uh, anyone throwing a couple of quid on that at 10 to 1. And I think also another one that I really like, obviously, um, I think I shared it on Twitter at the weekend again, was the goal before 30 minutes. Yeah. So that market will be available in play on Bet365 about 10 minutes before kickoff. I think you can get it elsewhere as well. I think a few other bookies do do it. Um, that'll probably pay, given the fact it's quite short prices, we might get 18 to 1, 20 to 1 for a goal in the first half an hour across all six matches. In each game. In each game, yeah. And I'm not sure yet, Skybet did do total goal markets for Norway, but that was before the return of the big leagues. Um, <laughs> so... I'm unlikely we'll get that, but it's worth having a look. And if we yeah, do, uh, I'll share that on the channel. There's not that many games on in Europe on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, so it might be one that they turn to, um, just to kind of flesh out their specials markets on Tuesday night. Yeah, right. yep. So definitely one worth looking into. Okay, and just to kind of wrap up, um, things a wee bit of housekeeping as well. We've, we've spoke about um, the two teams that are contesting 14th and 15th in the table. Um, 15th means automatic relegation in the table. 14th would mean that they would go into a playoff. And David, that playoff would be against Songdal or Ranheim. Yeah, so Songdal, uh, sorry, so the playoff system in uh, the Oberst League is quite similar to the Scottish Championship system. So 6th played 5th, right. the winner played 4th, and then now the winner of that plays third. So Osana finished fifth, they beat Ralph Boss. Ran and went on to play Ranheim, we finished fourth. Ranheim beat Osana. So now we've got third be fourth, Songdal be Ranheim and a one one leg um the team who finished higher in the table gets the home advantage. So Songdal home to Ranheim tomorrow afternoon. Um two of the most sort of att- attacking teams in the league would say Songdal scored more home goals than anyone else. Uh, other than the Ranheim um, in the league this year. Um, <clears throat> it should be a good game. Songdal beat them 4-0 earlier in the season at home. Um, but Ranheim reversed it and beat them 1-0 at their own place um, more recently. It's a tough one to call. It's a bit of, I'd say Songdal are slight favourites. The bookies have priced it up. Songdal is big favourites, 10-11. Ranheim nearly out at 3-1. Which I'm a little bit surprised at. Um, Ranheim at the start of the season, were one of the favourites for automatic promotion, I think. Um, a lot of people had them down to go up with Lee Strim. But, um, 
yeah, one-off game. Two teams who play attacking football. It's another game that should be good to watch. Should be goals in it. Just say that Songdao have maybe have a slight advantage that they've not played um, for about ten days, whereas Ranheim played on um, Saturday against Osana. So the winner of that. It'd be interesting yeah. to see, David, if the how often the winner of the playoff comes from the Division One. Yeah, just, just to find out what the stats are and that. How often does the Premiership? <clears> I'm not sure, but um, last year was probably the most dramatic um, <laughs> example of it with Lillestrøm getting relegated by Start. Start scored, or Martin Ramsland scored a hat trick for Start in the last ten minutes to win four uh, three and put Lillestrøm out. Um, and, and relegate them. So, yeah, they were absolutely cruising. I think they were 3 0 up um, with 10 minutes to go and lost four goals, a hat trick from Ramsland to relegate them. So, that was a bit embarrassing. Um, but, yeah, um, it, should, it should be a good game. I'd quite actually like if it. Uh, yeah, Mjöndalen played really defensive and boring football. They've not scored a lot of goals. Um, complete opposite with Songdal and the Ranheim, so um, it would be quite good if um, quite good to see Songdal up. I've not seen them in the top tier. So a bit uh, like Paul the Rar, you've got a hatred for me on Dallin. <laughs> it's just I don't hate them. I just yeah, I prefer if they didn't uh, defend so much. But yeah, no, I just think it's going to be it's it's going to be a good game tomorrow. That is at one o'clock kick off. Um, it'll be twelve o'clock in the UK. Yeah, it should be should be a should be worth a, yeah, should be worth a watch. It will be for me anyway. Um, and looking forward to seeing who they get because Mjöndalen couldn't ask for a nicer fixture to have a chance of staying up mm. or giving themselves a, another go in the playoffs. They need to yeah. beat Olesund at home. Probably going to need to score two or three goals. Um, something they've only done four times the whole season out of 29 games. So... They need to. They'll need to attack a bit more than they normally do, but it's all assumed, and um, they seem to be dishing out three points and three goals to everyone they play uh, recently. Eighty-two goals conceded so far for all assumed. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, certainly wouldn't be backing against Mjöndalen to get the win and the goals that they need uh, on the final day of the season. Okay, I think that's us covered everything in fairly decent detail. Greg, can you just give us a wee recap then of your best bets for Tuesday? Yeah, this won't take long. Um, final games this week, tomorrow, sorry. So I'm going for the volleying of the start match at 5pm and I'm taking start to hit five or more corners at 6 to 5 and that's with Skybet. And the goals bets? And the goals bets will be all six matches over 2.5 goals, and that pays 10 to 1 at uh, various places. And I'm also going to have a stab at my favourite goal before 30 minutes market with bet 365, and that will pay probably around 20 to 1 for all six games to see a goal scored in the first half an hour. Yep, and I'm sure if there are any Skybet specials, you'll be putting them either on your channel or on Twitter. Well, let's be careful with the word specials. You know my view on Skybet. They're <laughs> absolutely not special. Their word, not mine. Okay, so keep an eye out for those. Uh, Greg, we don't have any Norwegian football or leagues to get 
Earth into going forward for the next few months. So where will you be turning your attention to now? Um, so probably two countries. I think, first of all, it will give me an opportunity to probably spend a bit more time looking at France League 2. And I think for those that have followed me now over the years, um, France League 2 has been a league I've been looking at now for, what, five, six years now? Mm-hmm. Especially on the Mr Fixit site. So not spent too much time this season, although it was good to get a winner there last weekend with Oxier scoring two on Friday night. It was great to see the games actually being played on Friday night. For yeah. some reason, this season, League Two matches have been played on a Saturday. Yeah, they've been kind of lost a wee bit, haven't they? Really. Yeah. That said, obviously, the two markets that I do quite a lot in League Two, or the three markets, to be fair, are a goal in the first half in all eight matches. Mm-hmm. And last season, we had some great winners last season, 45-1, to 50-1 winners in that. And also, all eight matches over 1.5 goals. Yeah, and That's actually landed now three times in the last five weeks. Uh, I think 20 to 1, 14 to 1 and 22 to 1. So th- these are two markets that you don't expect to win. But if you back them every week throughout the full season, you'll definitely be in profit. And already with three winners this season so far, with what, 20 games, t- twenty rounds of games still to go, yeah. it's definitely going to be a prof- profitable market to back. Yeah. And total goals as well. I think French League 2 gets quite a bad press for goals and you often find that the bookies give you quite generous total goal amounts. Mm-hmm. I think we fell actually one goal short actually last weekend on Friday. I think we backed 20 goals at 5-4 to four, and there was 19. But definitely worth backing. And that's on tomorrow. So we've got a full card actually in League 2 tomorrow. I think 8 o'clock kickoffs tomorrow night I think. All 10 matches. So right. you'll get massive, massive odds on all 10 seeing a first half goal and all 10 going over 1.5. So you're talking very, very small stakes and loose change, but you'll be yeah. talking 40 to 1, 50 to 1 anyway yeah. on both those markets. And secondly, Serie B in Italy. Um, I've been looking at this now for a couple of weeks now, and I think this will probably replace... What was it? I won't replace Norway. No, nothing will replace Norway. But uh, <laughs> I think Serie B is a league I'll be looking at. Um, I think so far... It's been a bit of a mixed bag, but we've still had plenty of winners in Serie B. Mm-hmm. Um, they're well into their season now. Lots of corners. There's probably quite a big difference between the, tight, the sides at the top of the league and those at the bottom. And I think over the next few months anyway, I'll try and get my teeth stuck into this league. And I'll even try and pronounce some of the clubs correctly. <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be a good start. Yeah, we might have to find a resident Italian football <laughs> expert for uh, the podcast on that. Um, but in terms of Norway, that is us for this season. Uh, don't forget, you can follow the guys on Twitter at Browning84Greg and at DWeatherston11. And as I mentioned before, you can follow uh, David on his blog, which is like a weatherstone blogspot.com and of course if you want more tips like these and if you're not already a member then you should definitely check out Greg's Telegram channel and um, just visit gambler.co.uk for all the details on how to sign up there so in terms of the region football podcast we will be back in March um, thank you so much to both of you um, for joining us over the season thanks to all our listeners as well hopefully you have enjoyed the coverage that we've given the Norwegian football this season and made some profit with us, Greg, I think it's been pretty good from our returns point of view. Yeah, so I think since the channel started in July, we were sitting at just over 60 points profit. And obviously Norway 
playing a key part in that. So, <clears throat> been a really good league to back. Looking forward to the next season. And I guess for me, a big thank you to David. I think Indeed. our yep. relationship came together through Twitter. I yep. saw David on Twitter. We started speaking and the rest is history. You said you were a big fan of me when I was playing by St. Johnson. <laughs> no, no, I never said that. <laughs> Let's not get carried away here, David. <laughs> uh, no, but a massive thanks for me as well, David. Um, you've been a brilliant addition and the insight that you've given us in Norwegian football has been superb. Um, and although we don't have any Norwegian football to talk about until uh, probably in the springtime, we will definitely have you on some of our other podcasts, uh, particularly Scottish football podcasts again. So uh, we will catch up soon enough. Um, and in the meantime, guys, have a good Christmas. Um, hope Santa is good to you and best of luck with your, your bets in the final round of fixtures. Yes, thank you. Good luck. Cheers, Paul. Thanks for having me.